Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Gentlemen and knights of the Nerd Old Order, this is the Nerd Old Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the Booyah. What's up with your boy Joe? Back at it again, baby. And sitting in on his screen, we have the Jordash, the Jinkos. <laughs> no, we have the generic jeans, Andres. The expert of anime today, Jeans. How's it going, Jeans? It's going good, Duke. Awesome. Yeah. Good to have you on board the broadcast today. And to my other, other, other right, coming straight out of Krakoa, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. Oh, my stars and garters. Alfonso has used all my stars and garters before, but ladies, gentlemen, and knights, let me tell you, his stars and garters are very, very messed up right now because eh, probably getting this podcast on the air today has taken longer than the podcast will actually be going, but that's okay, ladies, gentlemen, and knights, because we are going to be talking to you about Anime Expo 2022. Uh, we are coming live and direct from Nerd World Order headquarters for today's episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Most of us spent all day at Anime Expo. Um, and so let's get into it. Uh, for those of you who went to Anime Expo, let's start it off with you, Jeans. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being had a great time, 1 being, meh, not so great. How'd you enjoy Anime Expo today? Um... From 1 to 10, I would give it in solid 8. Solid Mainly eight. because, you know, there's all these lines and you have to you know, deal with all that. That sounds good. And 8's not bad. I think 8 would be great. Uh, you know, let's turn it over to your boy, Joe. Joe, scale of 1 to 10, how'd you like Anime Expo? Uh, anime Expo is pretty good. It's like the best um, anime uh, convention center there is out here. That's why people fly out here. It's pretty good. Crowded. It's hella crowded. It's hella hot. People don't know where they're walking. That gets kind of annoying. And the one thing I found like, annoying, look, if you're going to go with your girlfriend and you're going to be holding hands, both of you can't be looking in the opposite direction when I'm trying to walk myself in the middle. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I do know what you're saying. So... <laughs> So if I were to ask you again, scale of one to 10, one being meh, 10 being answering the question, where would you put yourself? Scale of one to 10. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I'd say I, I like it. I'd give it a, a 10. Oh, dang, a 10. Perfect mm -hmm. 10. Wow. That's like the uh, Selma Hayek of conventions, apparently, for Joe. So that's pretty <laughs> dope. Um, Alfonso, you didn't go to Anime Expo, uh, but I'm sure if you did, you would have given it a 10 because you are our shining ray of positivity 
Uh, me? <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. Let's just say somewhere between uh, one and a five. Five being, <laughs> well, everything Joe pointed out is accurate, and I wouldn't give it a ten. Um, yeah, let's say I give it a five. But let's get into why. We're going to do things a little bit different here today because, as some of you know, most of you know, uh, the Nerd World Order are regular attendees of the San Diego Comic-Con. I've been going there for like, let's say, I don't know, 60 plus years. And Joe's been going a lot too. Uh, and Alfonso has been a regular attendee. But this is my first year at Anime Expo. So in a lot of cases, we want to compare and contrast uh, to... Anime Expo and San Diego Comic-Con because that's my frame of reference. And also, we want Jeans uh, because he's a new convention attendee. You know, he he's not used to all the lines. And uh, even though for me, you know, I've, I've been standing in the lines for 60 years, you know. Um, I had a birthday standing in line one time. It took so long. So things are a little bit different. Uh, so you've got the veteran comic book attendees and you've got the new blood comic or at convention attendee so i think jeans is going to give us a great perspective today why do we call him jeans <laughs> you'll just have to stick around and find out and maybe you never will so let's start off looking at uh you know the convention as far as i'll be honest with y'all it's like my screen is buffering so i'm just talking uh joe could be holding up his hand saying like dude shut up i wouldn't know because i'm in full buffer mode right now i can't see anything but that being said, I'll go ahead and turn over to you guys. Let's start off with how easy it was to get to the convention. As far as stuff like, you know, um, getting tickets, getting a hotel room, uh, the parking, the shuttles, everything like that. Uh, let's go with the Joe, first of all. What was your overall getting here experience? Getting the tickets is pretty easy. It's easier than uh, San Diego Comic-Con. I think because you just we just barely got our San Diego Comic-Cons maybe a week ago, maybe a week or two ago. Uh, the Anime Expo tickets are pretty easy to get. As it gets closer to the venue, it gets very difficult to get the tickets, but you have more than enough time to get them. I mean, that's not a problem. Getting tickets here is not a problem at all. Hotel situation is not that bad. It's pretty easy. Uh, I like the accessibility of the shuttles to and from the Anime Expo. I thought that was pretty dope. You know, you know, you don't have to wait as long for the shuttles because I remember San Diego Comic Con. You'd have to wait for a little while. Anime Expo it seems like the shuttles go around pretty fast. I think because of the hotel is close to the venue, but. That's, that's pretty easy. It's not that hard compared to San Diego, I, I think, in my opinion. And, Jeans, what's your thoughts as far as, you know, this being a, a newer convention for you? What's your thoughts on how easy it was to get tickets, hotel room, everything like that? Well, tickets were relatively easy. On their Anime Expo's Instagram, they just show a link. And they'll just directly look towards where to get the badges. So badges, are they really easy? As for the hotel, I'm with Joe right now, obviously. So it was pretty easy. And for the shuttles, they're pretty frequent. So like nothing to find there. Like they get you there pretty easy. And, you know. Uh as most people know, trying to get tickets for San Diego Comic-Con is like this uh, epic ordeal. Uh, you know, you need to, in some cases, uh, set up high-speed internet and engage in additional 
uh, technical things in order to assure that you get on. Seems like it's pretty easy with Anime Pasadena. The only reason I got a link was because Joe's like, hey, you need to go to this convention, click on this link and buy yourself some tickets. So, and even then, I think it was like two weeks ago, I didn't have trouble getting any tickets. But, you know, X-Man, you've got an interesting perspective uh, because you haven't seen Anime Pasadena. So why don't you tell us about uh, your experience getting Comic-Con tickets in the past um, and sort of contrast that to what the gentlemen have said here today. How hard has it been for you to get Comic-Con tickets? <laughs> Next to near impossible. Um, I have been to Comic-Con quite a bit. Uh, luckily, I have been very blessed with the friends in my life, and um, I know a few professionals, so there have been the majority of the times I've never paid or had to purchase Comic-Con tickets. I had to do it one time, and my boy Devlin, Batmite, he went and got tickets for us, paid him back. It was super simple. Um, I, I don't know about the lottery and all that. It's, it looks ridiculous. I did go to Anime Expo in, what, 2018? Took my daughter Emma. She dressed up as Toga. That was, that was, it was a good time. We had a, really, we had a blast. So. But we only went on Sunday, so tickets were super easy to get. Well, if I had to compare and contrast, uh, even though during our conversation, I'm not going to have a lot of good things to say about Anime Expo. <laughs> I do have to say that the ticket buying process was very easy. Uh, I think that as far as the shuttle, the shuttle seemed very convenient. I have to say that um, I ran into a bit of a challenge because even though I'd already purchased my ticket, um, and gotten my badge. As I approached the front door, I was informed by Joe that I still had to activate my badge. Uh, and, you know, Anime Expo, I don't understand why. You already have my money. My credit card went through, you know. So suddenly, why do you need me to jump through an additional hoop? Okay. And then you have slow email. So I was standing outside in the hot sun for like an additional 30 minutes waiting for my high-speed internet to connect. And it was just completely ridiculous. You have my money. You sent me my badge. There's no reason for you to make me jump through an additional hoop. That was really the only challenge that I had. The shuttle was cool. Uh, getting here was cool. Um, even parking was easy. You know, I couldn't park uh, at the hotel, so I had to, you know, find a spot. And that was easy, like super easy. It was inexpensive. When you go to Comic-Con, they try to gouge you for parking. Like, oh, $50 a day to uh, park your car next to some uh, homeless people and some vagrants, you know? It's like, okay, this was easy. Now, granted, you do get the same decor in Los Angeles, but it's only $10 to, uh, you know, have someone pee on your tires. That's my general thought there. Um, any, anything else you guys want to add about getting here? How'd it feel? Yeah, let's rewind that a bit, bro. First off, you got a Samsung One, and that's probably <laughs> why it took you 30 to 45 minutes to get the email. Two, you get the badges a long time ahead of the venue. As soon as you open it up, it tells you to activate the badge. So it's no inconvenience if you would have activated the badge prior to you coming over here. And if you just would go to Sprint and just get another phone, that would help as well. Uh, there's nothing wrong with my phone. My phone works great, as some of you can see. Um, look, that's an excellent phone. And I'm tired of Joe telling me that just because my phone is older than both of our kids, 
that <laughs> I need a new phone. Uh, the kids work great, and so does my phone. So I'm not getting a new phone. That being said, I've never had to th jump through that additional hoop uh, for San Diego Comic-Con or any other convention I've ever been to. So I say boo on you, Anime Expo. Boo on your Samsung One phone. That's why we use my phone to take pictures, which is an iPhone. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you guys. Over there at, uh, in LA, do they have like those, uh, you know, like electronic scooters you can rent? Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah, because that's that's what I did last Comic Con. I parked way as far, actually as close as I could, to where I didn't have to pay. Right, found a nice parking spot on the street. I rented one of those little things. I just went right over. It's time of my life, man. It was great. Then I met up with you guys. <laughs> See? There you go. Um, and Alfonso probably still had to pay a good 50 bucks to uh, park really far away from San Diego Comic-Con. So <laughs> Anime Expo is winning on that one. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Let's talk about the exhibit hall uh, for Anime Expo. You know what? I'm going to let Joe start this one off. Joe, what did you think about the exhibit hall um, and the entertainment area um, for Anime Expo? The exhibit hall is pretty good. The only thing bad about it is if you don't show up pretty early on a Friday, a lot of the stuff that, that does look good that you want to get gets sold out. And it, that's the challenging part is to find the stuff that you want if you're not there when it opens up on a Friday. Everything sells out fast. But, you know... I mean, what do you think, James? Did you get stuff you wanted to get? Yeah, I got the stuff I wanted. I feel like if you look around, you know, over on the exhibition, you could find what you want for a, a pretty good deal and not overpay for what you're buying. What'd you pick up? Well, for me, I picked up an autograph and a couple of Kilwa Yo-Yo Funko Pops. Oh, nice. How long did you have to wait? Because I know uh, Anime Pasadena, which, you know, Amanda says she was at, the lines was pretty bad, especially because my nephew Anthony was um, in line. Like, remember, Alan, that one Sunday was like freaking all day. Um, how was the lines when I get to the uh, Anime Expo? Um, for me, I went waited in one line, but it wasn't too bad. How long do you think? About 15, 20 minutes. It's not bad. That's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Hey, Joe, is there anyone else in that room who may have made purchases today? I just want to yes. know what they got. Yes. So uh, my nephew Anthony is going to tell you what he got. Oh, and won't you tell us about what you picked up today at Anime Expo? Um, yeah, so we got a bunch of Funko Pops. I got a 20th anniversary Naruto store or Naruto skateboard from the, I think it's Viz. This store, this booth over there, it's pretty cool. Man, that was pretty good. Got some uh, Ghost from the Past Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Surprised they had those. They don't got those at Target anymore. It's nice to see. Nice. Then I got a Nobito mask um, from Naruto for like 20 bucks. It's like really cheap. They had uh, cosplay costumes unlocked this year. It's pretty cool. Like, if you didn't have any costume, you could just go in and get one and then come cosplay tomorrow if you wanted. So, overall, you think it was a pretty easy uh, shopping experience uh, on the in, in the exhibit hall? Uh, Yeah, for the most part, when it wasn't, like, packed, um, like, after lunch, like, at, like, 12, 1 o'clock. And then 
as soon as it opened. Cool. Thanks for jumping on, bro. I appreciate yeah, it. Now, in the meantime, let me say this. Amanda, tell Bella to calm down. Anthony is taken. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't buy anything in the exhibit hall. And it was, well, see, here's a challenge. I love anime. And I was sort of coming to a realization today. And that is, we need jeans on this show. Because we're old school anime nerds, right? Yeah, I love me some Dragon Ball Z. Um, I know that Amanda's daughter hates Dragon Ball Z, but she loves some Naruto. And younger anime fans love some Naruto. Um, you know, my favorite characters from My Hero Academia, they're not those bratty kids that I get tired of seeing because they put themselves in preposterous situations and for some reason seem to power up just enough to solve the problem at the end of every season. I like All Might. I like Mirko. I like the older adult characters who've passed puberty. And you know what? Those characters just aren't popular because the, the, the primary audience at Anime Expo at anime in general, is in fact our boy jeans, not dupes, but still, yeah, I've laid down my money, but I couldn't find anything I wanted to buy. The exhibit hall was hot, okay? I got a big nasty sweat stain on my shirt because it was so hot in there. Joe brought a towel in from work so he could periodically wipe himself down because it was so hot in there. It was crowded and clearly they oversold the event. Clearly, and actually, so they didn't they didn't oversell it because it usually fits fifty thousand, so they only sold thirty thousand this year, so it's twenty thousand less. Which brings up an interesting point, Joe. Why did it seem so crowded then? Here's why: because they didn't provide enough dispersed things for people to do, as you saw, and I'll post pictures later. You had people sitting on the floor like. You know, they were they were getting ready to like do something, like go somewhere or something, but they were all just sitting around. That without a doubt was the most crowded venue because it was not well managed and it was not well thought out. So even though I might be about to kiss him, but even though some people may complain about anime Pasadena, some people may complain about anime Riverside, they encourage people to go outside and do stuff. They dispersed all their activities throughout the entire convention center so that even though the capacity may claim to be 50,000, that 30,000 people felt like they were all in the same room with no air conditioner on. And it was completely ridiculous. So if I have to compare it to my 60 plus years of Comic-Con adventuring, that was one of the first things that really bothered me. Hot, and crowded. I could care less if I couldn't find any All Might stuff or any Goku stuff or any Mirko stuff because I can't find that stuff anywhere. But I shouldn't have to walk around looking all sweaty, looking like I stole something, even though there was nothing for me to steal that I even wanted because these folks couldn't manage their own venue. Alfonso, is there anything positive you'd like to say to deflect my rant? <laughs> so, did they not have like panels or something? I mean, that, that's one good thing about San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, they got something going on everywhere. And it's packed everywhere. 
but you know, it's not all in one place. So th- we're that doing panels. Well, Joe, let's jump into those panels. Let's get started. Let's get the party started on the panels. Wait, there was no party. I mean, there's there's panels there, but it's stuff that Duke Saint doesn't you know like care too much for. It's more focused on anime stuff, which you know I can see why Duke doesn't like Anime Expo because if you're into all kinds of anime, you're gonna like it, and it's just what what people go to anime convention. It's what they do. They lay down, they chill in the front, take pictures, they they just talk about stuff it's just hanging out that's what people do at anime anime cons it's not it's not the typical comic con it's it's different comic con has different things different varieties of 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 activities that you can go to or do where anime expo is just fixated on anime so if you're not all about anime this will not be for you you can't half (laughs) (laughs) anime and expect you know like to uh to be happy with it, which Alan is not as hardcore into anime as we are. So therefore his view is going to be different than say, Alfie, if you go there because you watch and you're into anime a lot more than Alan is, you know? So like if someone's into anime, I know my nephews and my son picked up a lot of stuff because that's what they do. They watch anime they, to, to Alan's point. It's a younger generation, but the older ones still like it. I enjoy it. Um, I'm going to pick up some more stuff tomorrow. But, you know, fortunately, I'm so old, my body breaks down on me. So <laughs> I kind of just walk around and look and see which I'm, I'm going to like. And I'm going to come back and try to get it tomorrow or Monday. But, yeah, to, to Alan's point, like it's a different type of con. You know, if you're not about the anime life, then you just don't get it. Yeah. What do you think? No, I'm going I'm to turn it over to Skinny Jeans. Skinny Jeans. Tell me about the panels you went to over the past two days. Oh. To be honest, I haven't gone to any panels. Uh, like, like so I really don't have a comment there. Yeah. Uh, per- perhaps the challenge is, is that the demographic that would normally go to an anime convention, even though, mm-hmm. if you will recall, when we went to, shout out to Nerdbot Anime Pasadena, their panels were packed, right? Yeah. So maybe it's not necessarily the fact that Generation Jeans doesn't want to go to panels, but the panels themselves weren't compelling enough. Um, then again, the panel that we did sit on, the people that they had on a panel didn't know the difference between DBZ and Naruto. And the dude that was arguing for DBZ didn't know what he was talking about. And the whole time the panel was just texting my son how bad these guys were. <laughs> so you can fill up the panels as much as you want, but if they're not going to be any good, it doesn't matter. It's just a number. Well, at the end of the day, I would say this. If that filled room relocates or disperses people from needing to sit on stairs, which happen to be a fire hazard, uh, or lay on the floor in the center of a convention, or sit in groups in front of fire fire exits, or sit on the floor, incredibly uncomfortable. Um, if we redisperse those people and allow them to sit in like what are actually known as chairs, whether or not the panel sucked, and the panel sucked because you're right, that dude didn't know anything about no DBZ, <laughs> and he yeah. was a horrible, horrible <laughs> representation of a DBZ fan. Like yeah. I wish Dino Mac would have just grabbed that mic and said, "Nah." Mm-hmm. Let me handle this. I wish Joe yeah. would have just pushed that dude aside at Anime Pasadena and said, look, you're making this all look bad. And that goes mm-hmm. in two different ways, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I really wish 
someone would have just pushed that guy off the stage. That being mm. said, at least we weren't all sitting trying to fight for a space on the floor. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we found uh, plenty of spaces on the stairs. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, I still had a place to go sit. What you you have to you have to realize, Alfie, is it's thirty thousand to fifty thousand every year. So yeah. obviously, not that many people feel as passionate as our boy Dukes over here <laughs> about whether or not it's a hazard over there in a the corner and a fire is going to break through because thirty to fifty thousand are going to be back again next year. I like how Dukes is all. This is not for me. It's for the younger generation. Them kids. And then there was a fire hazard. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. yeah what's that? What's that movie with like? Um. Uh, what was it? Uh. Oh, jeez, dude. Clint Eastwood. Remember when he was sitting uh, on this, right. this porch? That's Dukes. Ah, yep. you know. Hey, uh, get off my lawn. Hey, why are you speeding through here? It's only twenty-five miles per hour. Come on, man. Gran Torino. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what about the Articelli? How'd that look? I mean, they, they have an oh. Articelli at these? I know they have them at all oh costs. God, don't get Duke started good... on that one. What? You know, Jeans, did you attend Artist Alley? Yes, I did. Why didn't yeah. you tell us about how much you loved Artist Alley? And I'll just like hold in my anger until you get done. I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't really packed compared to other halls. So yeah, it's easy getting there. It's just the basement. You know, it's as hot as the other rooms, but you know, more room to walk. So yeah, and it, they had some pretty great art over there and pins, stickers. Yeah. James, do not get distracted about Duke's expressions. If you like it, you like it. It's okay to say you like it. Like, what did you like about it, bro? Hey man, I love the pins over there. Okay, you picked up pins. Uh, my friend did actually. Yeah, he picked up a couple of corgi ones. You know. Ah, nice. A couple of dogs. A couple of dogs. Yeah, a couple of dog pins, and a couple of bear pins. Okay. Yeah. You know why Dukes is not smiling because he couldn't find any rabbit pins, because that's all he likes is rabbits, and unfortunately, AnimeCon does not have rabbits. Well, that's a travesty. Okay, Joe's wrong. Joe has to admit he tried to. Joe tried to convince me to buy a forty dollar rabbit shirt, and then after he tried to convince me, he goes, "Yeah, that don't even look good." <laughs> hey, some of those look good though. It didn't even look like a rabbit. You thought it was a cat? No, no. the 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 rabbit shirt with the like it. The girl. There was the girl wearing the mask. Oh mask. yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah the and after you like tried that. to convince me to spend the forty dollars, you're like, "Man, I don't even like that." <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care too much for rabbits, anyways, bro. Tricks are for kids. Yeah, I don't care. No, no, no rascally rabbits. <laughs> so, so uh, Amanda, you say panda pins are the best. They didn't have any panda pins either. What? But, yeah, no panda pins. Did? Yeah. Gene said he saw some panda pins. Gene said, he, oh, really? Jeans. Maybe Jeans uh, can pick some up for Amanda tomorrow. A biggest fan of the Nerd World Order broadcast. See how you just walk yourself right into trouble, Jeans? <laughs> He's like, nah, they, they got no panda they got, pins. They got no panda pins. Hey, hey, <laughs> if he can squat in them jeans, then he can get them panda pins. <laughs>
Yeah, the Artist Alley. So let me ask you, Alfonso, what do you like about going to Artist Alley at your conventions? Well, you know, I, you know, I, I have some friends that you know usually work on the Artist Alley. They, you know, they've got two or three, four or five people that I know. So it's it's really cool to see them and the work that they're doing. But then again, you know, I, I get to see like these X Men amalgamations with like Pikachu or whatever. You, I, I bought Emma last time a Storm and Pikachu thing, and just some of these new up and coming artists. You never know. You you may be talking to somebody who's going to be the next Todd McFarlane. You don't you don't know, you know. So you you find the stuff that you know gravitates, you know you gravitate towards, and you know you make a connection with them. You know you can have them on Nerd World Order broadcast sometimes. That worked out well for us, you know. Um, and Marcus was he was great. He wasn't there at Anime Expo. Not his thing. No, it's not his thing. Understandable. Joe. What was your thoughts on the Artist Alley? Artist Alley is dope because they have like, it's basically like, you know, when we go to Comic-Con, there's like a small little section for Artist Alley, Alfie. Just mm. imagine the whole LA Comic-Con convention, the basement is just full of people, you know, selling pens, mm -hmm. um, different type of art, not comics, but just art and in general and, and different stuff that's pretty good. The the, the thing about it is, is a, uh, it's kind of tough because with anime, it's like everyone, it looks similar when you look at it. Right. And so me and Deuce was talking about this. So like you'll see like a, a different variant version. And that's the that's the one that people always tend to go to because it looks different. Because right. no matter how good the art is, people will walk by it. It's dope. But the <laughs> what's different about the Comic-Con is you have a certain group of people when they're trying to pass people. Right. And so if one person's trying to cut and go past, there's a bunch of people following him. So the line keeps moving. Right. With Artist Alley is it gets so packed, people stand in the middle just looking at art instead of like going close. There'd be like maybe three feet and they won't go close to the to the art to look at it. They'll stand in the middle. And so we were like a dead stop, like 10, 15 different times, not moving at all. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to like kind of like, you know, bust the ludicrous and you know move get out my way kind of stuff <laughs> and then the um yeah i've seen a few times like you know alan was like shoulder bucked in some like um tiny people but um i don't do that but yeah she's doing that. <laughs> trying to clear, clear clear the path you know i'm not known to do that <laughs> but but it, it it did get really hot and it kind of like tricked you because i was telling um dukes how hot it was gonna get and we walk into the very right side of it, and AC's blasting. Okay. And we're like, oh, this feels good. I'm all, well, maybe I'm wrong. Walk down, you know, all the way down to the hall, make a left, go straight up the thing. All of a sudden, then you start to feel the heat, and it got super hot, and we were, like, hella sweating, bro. Ooh. Sweating, bro. I think it was, like, me and Dukes was the only one sweating. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the positivity that you guys present when describing <laughs> the artist alley. It was in the basement. Okay. And I understand you got to put something in the basement. Why not put the artists in there? It barely felt like an artist alley in my, in my opinion, because one of the things that Alfonso talked about is that when you go to artist alley, you get to interact with the artists, you know, mm -hmm. find out about their craft their trade, why they love what they do. Dude, this was a swap meet. And what I mean by that is it was just like 
you were all crammed in and you're bouncing into people and and there's no opportunity to talk to the artist and find out why they decided to have this variation on this character or you know anything like that first of all all the art looked exactly the same there was no interaction with the artist because it was so crowded that there was no time to talk to the artist uh and it was it was almost like you were being herded and if you tried to step out of line it was like you kept getting bumped even while you tried to make a purchase or something like that so that was not a good experience and yeah it was hot it's like oh alan complained about the exhibit hall well i got something for his ass go downstairs to the basement and go to artist alley <laughs> because my god it was so hot in artist alley like oh. like just non-stop sweating non-stop you know and maybe me and joe were the only two people sweating man but you know the day before i had hit the sauna at the gym and this is no hyperbole i sweat more walking through that artist alley than i did 45 minutes in the sauna at the 24-hour fitness on foothill in upland california shout out to upland snobby snooty ass upland so nothing good that i can say about the artist alley the artists were mediocre everything looked the same and you couldn't tell what exactly it was in their project it was super crowded and one of the things that joe talked about is for some reason people thought that artist alley meant hey let's hold hands with our girlfriends and boyfriends you know and so even though it was the most crowded part of the venue you kept running into people because they were holding hands and creating human barricades and human centipedes. It was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Um, yeah, you, you know what, guys? I, I There's plenty more I can say, but as you can clearly tell, um, Artist Alley was pure garbage. Well, now that you're done hating on it, um, Jeans, what do you think about Artist Alley? My opinion, it was great. T for what you said about everything looking the same, I don't think it all looked the same. I think it's just the characters you saw. Like, sure, it could be repetitive to see the ca same char same character, but also it takes a different art form. People love those characters, and you'll just see it over and over again just because they love them, but you'll always see it in a dark art form. Well said. Just like, you know, like every time I go to the comic convention, right? Dukes likes to buy, I don't even know his name, these rabbit little things that he gets all the time. And to me, like to your point, it does look the same. But, you know, he buys these new rabbits and I'm like, it looks the same, bro. He's like, no, it's different. This time he has a bow tie. So whatever Alan thinks about those rabbits, 30 of the thousand fans are in our Sally thinking the same thing about those uh, things that you tend to think is boring and they're not that good. Are we referring to the skull bunnies? Yeah, there we go. Okay. I've been buying skull bunnies for like 15 <laughs> years, bro. And every year, my boy steps up his game and the skull bunnies just evolved. They went from being just pink, little pink bunnies with, with a skull on their head to now they're like in Star Wars regalia and they're superheroes. And now they're living in the big city. Those skull bunnies, man, they came up. The evolution of skull bunnies, 
you can't even compare that to the maids, the same maid at every other booth that you saw at Artist Alley. That maid, bro. Who was that maid? Maids everywhere, bro. <laughs> Dude, I came home like, son, what's the anime with the maid? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, dang, bro, if you don't know, I'm never going to know. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody's wearing maids outfits. It was so hot, I wanted to tell the maid, can you give me a, a nice cold, wet towel? I could you, yeah, matter of fact, can you give me some water? I'm going to need some extra towels. Uh, matter of fact, can you clear the way for me? <laughs> I'm gonna need that turn down service. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but you know, Jinko Jeans does bring up a really good point, which is uh, you know, what what Alfonso? Why you gotta why you gotta laugh? Uh, it's my uh, man's Jinko, name. Jinko Jeans. Jake. If you got a if you got a last name, you gotta have a first name, Jinko Jeans. Yeah. Why Jinko can't they be Sergio Valente? <laughs> Jinko Jeans. By the way, Valente's my dude. middle name. <laughs> Clearly, clearly jeans is not French, but he, he does bring up a good point, which is, you know, if you're really into particular character, people do create variations on that character, which you may like. You know, one of the things that Alfonso talked about is the amalgamation of characters. Uh, I saw Iron Pinky out there who I follow on Instagram and I, you know, he does a lot of anime stuff. And even though I did get trampled trying to look at his stuff for about 30 seconds, uh, I thought it was really cool to see people like him, you know, taking the traditional, like, let's say DBZ or MHA or, um, you know, something of that nature. That might be the only two animes I know, which explains my nerd rage mm -hmm. right now. You know, it's cool to see all the variations that people do come up with. So I definitely do appreciate that. And that's an excellent point there, Sergio Valente jeans. <laughs> hey, you know, the, the one I went to, there was uh, there was like this whole video game station downstairs where, you know, people could come and play all their different games. They game together. There was, uh, they had all these photo ops. They, they made all these, these renditions. Like there was a high school classroom, right? Where people can sit at a desk and the teacher can sit up front. There was none of that. You know what? Uh, Jeans is about to drop the mic on us, dude. You might as well just slide the mic over to Jeans because uh, first of all, if you'd like three tokens for $10, Jeans is your boy. Jeans, <laughs> this is all you, bro. Take it. Yeah, for me in the round one area, people were just abandoning mid game, maybe because some of the audio on the machines weren't working. So yeah, I got to play rounds without spending any tokens. So what you're saying is that even the uh, the the game <laughs> section wasn't working correctly. Stop it, jeans. You're not supposed to be on my side. <laughs> <laughs> the games are probably getting overheated. So, so did did you guys check out the photo op area? Uh, I didn't know. Okay, jeans. Now I'm gonna. I have to say, those photo op areas were hot fire, dude. Mm -hmm. I was impressed by that. They were like mm -hmm. miniature sets, and if I was a cosplayer of me a mediocre status, which I'll get into <laughs> shortly, referring to the folks here at Anime Expo. Um, I would have loved those sets. I would have stood in line for like the 25, 35 minutes that they did in order to take pictures in these sets. Those sets were freaking phenomenal. The best yeah. I've ever seen in any convention. Joe, what do you think, my bro? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, shoot, I was, 
if there was no line, bro, I, I would have done some TikToks up in there. That's that's how the scenery was just nice, man. The, like the coloring, they had what probably had like what eight, maybe eight different sections. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, but, uh, long lines there. I mean, there were some cosplayers in there that were um, in line. Do they have one outfit with like a classroom dude? Yeah. Um, another one was from like Demon Slayer. Another one was like in a forest, from what I remember, all green. The scenery is very nice. If I, like I said, if the if the line wasn't that packed, dude, I would totally did a TikTok up in there. That's how nice. good it was in there. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. When, that's, Emma, that's, when we went, oh, I'm sorry, Emma. When we went, Emma was dressed up as somebody from Danganronpa, and I don't know if you guys see Danganronpa, but it's just like a bunch of high school oh, yeah. students yeah. trapped in a in a you know in school and fighting. So there there was so many different cosplayers there. They just started like. They just started hurting themselves together. And next thing you know, like, we're going down there. We're taking pictures. So I, I got some really decent pictures of her, you know, in the classroom. She's, like, yelling. Everybody's, you know, like, fighting. And then um, there was a – what was the other one? The locker room. There was a big locker room fight. There was an apocalyptic world. It, you know, it came out really good. You know, we had some, we had some good pictures there. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Alfonso, because that is definitely something I was impressed by. Um, you know, I, I love – that and I actually thought when I was there that it would it'll be nice if perhaps San Diego Comic Con can take a little piece of that. So uh, that was that that was an excellent point. Thanks for bringing that up. Let's talk about uh, the signings. You know, um, we know that last time Anthony stood in line for a very long, very very long time in order to get an autograph and. You know, signings are really big for some folks. You know, uh, mm. we've all taken the opportunity to get pictures with celebrities and get signings <clears> and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to our boy, Jordash Jeans. Uh, <laughs> what did you feel? How did you feel about the signings? Do you think it was pretty easy compared to other cons you've been to? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty easy. Since there's plenty to do at the convention, I feel like it'd be much easier to get the autographs. So yeah, nice. you know, it's a, not that long of a wait. And it's always great to meet the voice actor you've always wanted to meet. That's pretty cool. So let me ask you a question, Jeans, because this is something that's that's never really come across my, cere my cerebral um, area at any time where I thought to myself, I want to meet the person who voices the, the guy who I actually like on a show um, and I'm willing to pay to get his autograph. What is it about meeting the voice of uh let's say naruto that compels you well it's mainly because if you've seen that voice actor first or they made the most impact on you it's always great to meet the person you know that helped either change your perspective or just get you through hard times so yeah i I always think it's to meet those kind of people and thank them. Dude, that's that's actually really impressive. And I cannot argue with that in any way, because even if it's not voice actors, there are some, I'll say, entertainers that have impacted me. And I know exactly how you feel. And that's very intelligently put. I appreciate that, man. Um, hey, um, so like my son's going to tell you the difference of an English actor and a Japanese actor, which one signature would mean more to someone that actually watched animation? Okay, first of all, 
Uh, this this kid was born disagreeing with me. His dad has trained him <laughs> for years to disagree with everything I have to say. So take everything that you hear from him as a well-crafted argument that he's been preparing for years to give. Dang. Go ahead. Okay, well, all I know is that whenever you look at a dub and a sub, whenever they're doing signatures and stuff, it's worth more when, when it comes from a subbed actor because of the emotion they put into it. It's like they use the same English voice actors for every single character on Facts. every dubbed anime Facts. ever. And it's like, if it's Piccolo and then All Might from My Hero, it's like hard to differentiate that character mm -hmm. because of the fact that they, it's the same voice actor and they don't mm -hmm. use a different voice. And it's like hard to differ. I, I, I just can't tell the difference between them. Facts. And then not only that, I just feel like the emotion that the dubs put into the anime just doesn't sound real to me most of the time because I, I don't know if they're inexperienced or what or if it's because they get paid not as much as a japanese voice actor but it just doesn't hit as hard for me when it comes to those voice actors that's just my opinion though yeah because yeah, isn't isn't piccolo the same voice as all might in the dub yeah and he's the same as zoro too so that's three big enemies that yeah. you see him in and he's a he's also a voice actor but if you're voicing those act like those characters in every single anime, it's like I just can't tell them apart. If I close my eyes and then you give me a voice line from one of those animes, I want to be able to tell you which anime it's from. And then I feel like the question you you were asking Andres, like, why is it so important to, to meet someone who voiced one of your characters? Is because like if they don't if they're not a good a good voice actor and you meet them, it's like whatever. But if they're a good voice actor, you can really get the emotion behind it. And then when you meet them, it's like, it just feels weird. Because mm -hmm. I know that Anthony waited in line eight hours to hear the Naruto voice actor. And when, when he was finally up there and he met her, he was just speechless. Like he forgot what he was going to say to her. It just hits different. And then when, they, when they, when they add the quotes too, right? Yeah, and the quotes too. It's like hard to choose a quote because all those quotes hit home. And you, I feel like you wouldn't be able to get in touch with that character if they didn't put that emotion behind that character in their voice acting. Like you don't see them, but you hear them and they kind of make the character who they are. And I feel like that's why Shad Shamel, you know, Christopher Savat, even though they're English voice actors, since they do it so well, it's like awesome every time you hear their voice talk whenever they're using the character. Booyah. Booyah, <laughs> boo. Dropping that mic, little homie. Dude, that was that was years of planning. He had been writing that down. He's like, okay, okay, dad. Okay, dad. What? I know, I know Dukes don't like no, no sub stuff. I know he don't like to read. So, so when can I light him up? Joe said, uh, I'm freaking going to come into the, to the anime expo. He's going to hate it. But you're going to light his ass up. He was in the background. My palms are sweating. Mom's sweating. Oh, dude. He was Joe ready, was, bro. Joe was slipping him notes too. You guys didn't see Joe was slipping him, slipping him notes. And say, say, and you know, it's the no, same man. actor for uh, no. Piccolo as it is for your crappy All Might character. He's like <laughs> clearly in his fifties on that show, and no one can relate to. Dude, that's very well put, man. Because you know, like at the end of the day, the best comparison I can have to that is, you know, I I really like uh, Chris Evans as an actor and i'm willing to go see him and stuff simply based on the fact that he's done well in other stuff and you know it's it's about the emotion and the connection and everything like that so 
you know, you do have an excellent point. I never looked at it that way because I'm looking at it based on what I'm seeing on the screen. But to your point, if you change the actor or actress who gives us that performance, you change completely what, what we're experiencing. Uh, I understand that a lot of times the uh, sub actors probably do lose their voice based on their passionate delivery of a show. Um, but Hey, you know, um, bring up an excellent point. I'll let uh, both James and, uh, you know, little Joe win this round, dude. I'll let you guys take that one. Alfonso, can you say anything positive so I stop feeling bad about myself right now? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, sadly, I, I watch I watch uh, dubbed as well because you know I'm just a man of a certain age. <laughs> um, it, it's it's tough. It's tough because it's like, do I? I'm trying to read the screen. I'm trying to see the art. I like to appreciate the art. I don't want to watch things twice. And, you know, I understand English. It's just it's sad. It's, I know it's pathetic. My daughter gives me crap about it all the time, too. Uh, it's like I was watching Squid Games, and I was about four episodes in, and she's like, wow, you're watching it in the original language? I go, yeah, that's the only way you could do it. She goes, no, there's a button right here on Netflix. And I'm like, where were you? <laughs> and plus, I like that. It's, it's funny because Dukes will watch something in English and have English subtitles. <laughs> it blows my mind. I I always have subtitles because I have a six year old who pops in the room and goes, "I'm gonna get you today, Transformer Megatron." And I'm like, "Wait, what did it say?" So I'm, I'm always just constantly everything mm -hmm. is always on subtitles in my house because you never know. He's like, "I have the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos." You know, he's he's yeah. he's epic. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Joe, sometimes you got to pretend you're listening to your kids when you're really not. It's a lot easier if you have subtitles. So that's that's pretty much what that is. <laughs> it's like you know, Dad, dub is sub is better than. No, no, no. <laughs> now my kids all watch subs, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's Even that's that home training, dude. Respect that's home training. Yeah. So. Not Gene. So you actually watch dubs and you'd like to make a counter argument uh, from one compared to the one that took like 20 years in formulation and coaching from his dad. I was going to say I watch both. Like certain enemies, you know, like Joe Jr. said <laughs> that certain voices have certain impacts. So in dubs, they could have a stronger impact than their sub version. And as, you know, sub versus dub, different impacts, man. Let me get my son again. The the observations are, are pretty solid, and I can't disagree with that. You know, it's the delivery ultimately. It's kind of like 75% of what makes up the character is based on, on the voice, you know, and and even though, you know, some people may not like the the dubs, like when I hear All Might, I'm like, dude, I I know that when I hear like I am here, I believe that. You know, like here. I exactly, but no, Alfonso, you will not be taking anyone's place with that delivery. Um, but still, <clears throat> I feel like when I hear that voice, I believe that All Might can save the day, you know, or or like when I, when I hear Goku, 
You know, I, I kind of know that, the, or, you know, Vegeta is a much better example. When you hear Vegeta, you know that he is just arrogant and he feels like he can win any battle, even if he can't. And if you take away that voice, you take away what makes Vegeta Vegeta, at least in a dubbed perspective. I can't speak to subs, but in a dub perspective, I totally get what you guys mean. So um, I get that. Yeah, I can kind of see where you're coming from when you say I am here when Piccolo says it. <laughs> hey, Dukes, earlier you were talking about like the cosplay being weak. Tell me about that, man. Okay, I'll I'll just be the first to, to run this down and you know, Joe and and uh you know the supporters of Joe can go ahead and write down everything I have to say <laughs> and be ready to counter what I have to say. That was possibly the laziest cosplays I've ever seen. Um, like I saw one guy who, first of all, let me say this. Okay. If your cosplay is just a hat, because that's the best thing you can do where you feel like that's a great cosplay, then shut up, Alan Dukes. That's the best I could do. Okay. And I love my cosplay, but you mean to tell me in a room full of 30,000 sweaty laying on the floor, sitting on the floor, people. Y'all couldn't step your cosplay game up at all? Um, showing up in your um, in your digital printed onesie spandexes and you think that's the best you can do? Or showing up in your, uh, in your inferior mech compared to what we see at conventions where people have full cosplays and they have props and everything like that and they're walking on stilts and they have rigs and um, no, I saw one dude. I, maybe he had just purchased the gun that was supposed to go with the cosplay for tomorrow. I don't know, but he was looking like jeans over here, just walking around in some skinnies and just was holding the gun. I'm like, damn, is that jeans? I don't know. I like walked in the hotel room and I was like, jeans, what happened to the gun? Because like people were doing some half ass cosplays the whole time, especially with all those good sets. Step up your game, people. You know, they were horrible cosplays. But go ahead. Uh, gentlemen, feel free to tell me why I'm right. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'll jump in on this one. Okay. What? Well, by the way, was that you with a gun in them jeans? Uh, no, sir. Walking no, around? Sir. Okay. So, you know, during times like this, it's kind of hard to get the fundings for, you know, cosplays and stuff. So I don't think it was, you know, due to half and halfness, but you know, so what people can get right now, you know, budget wise, and it's a group of like thirty thousand people. So it's a pretty supportive community. If you know, you don't hear people screaming like you're doing this wrong, or you know, people are going to see it as cool. And they're there to hear, you know, those voices because people only have so many limited resources to make them. Exactly. And okay, to add on to his point, I think that's a hot take, by the way. I think uh, like all the half-assed cosplays that you probably saw, um, those people probably maybe didn't even come in anything and then saw that they had some at the shops and maybe they wouldn't be like, uh, a cosplayer or something, but because it's there and because 
um, they might have some money. Like maybe they can like have like that weapon that that character uses instead of having that whole outfit because they can't get it and it's there. But I also feel like there were super good cosplays like everywhere um, from like all over the place that were really well done, um, really accurate. But like you have to understand with more than like 30,000 people, there's there are going to be a ton of like good cosplays, but there are also going to be a ton of half-ass cosplays too. So it's like you can't get too mad. You know, I, I, I think you bring up a interesting point, which is there are going to be some good cosplays out of 30,000 and, you know, there are going to be some, you know, less than impressive cosplays. I'm more impressed with the folks who yeah. have less than impressive cosplays because you get it. You know, they're not really in a cosplay. Mm. Uh, maybe they're on a budget to Jeans's point. Mm. Uh those aren't the folks that irritated me to the point where I have to call them out on their foolishness. It's okay. those people who felt like they were elevating the game and, and they were doing a great job. But if you compare what I've seen before, okay. people that I know personally, it's like, mm -hmm. bro, you're supposed to be representing the anime community. You're supposed to be representing your fandom. Okay. And there was nobody in that entire convention imo that compared to what i've seen at other conventions at the no one was at the same level that i've seen before and that's pathetic um i don't know man that's a hot take you play league of legends you know how many jinxes i saw today bro and like out of all the jinxes right i saw like at least three of them that were like really really good like spot on jinx caitlin by like that could be on point with what the people at Comic-Con are bringing. Mm -hmm. um, and then not to mention, we didn't walk in the middle of the, uh, as soon as you come in, that's where all the cosplayers hang out and uh, doing, they're taking photographs. We didn't see them. Granted, we walked by and looked and we, you see the spandex that you're talking about, but that's all anime is, dude. Short, skimpy spandex, bro. You know what I mean? That's what anime characters are about. Compared to back then, Characters aren't as flashy as they used to be. You know, they're more detailed, try to be more down to earth. So, of course, you're going to see, you know, less detail with some people, but they would be trying. And they'll tell you they're trying, and they'll be, like, super open with taking a photo if you, like, like or enjoy their cosplay at all. They don't have to have the whole thing. Okay, this is going to be my final word on cosplay, and then I'm I'm just going to shut my mouth. I'm not going to say another word. <laughs> as as I walked around the Anime Expo today, I kept thinking to myself, "That's lazy cosplay," and that's my final word. Dude, the the people that you saw walking around with the hats, dude. For some reason, did you guys notice like there was a lot more Ace? cosplay ace i saw like a bunch of people wearing hats like ace cosplays and that's the, what you're referring to with the people wearing the hats walking around but he does ace is from one piece i know you don't watch that yes oh. but of course i know who ace is however however not not hold on dude hold on 
I said that was my final word. You're not you're not going to bait me. Try to get me back in this argument, bro. Whether or not I know who Ace is, you're not going to get me. I, I know Anthony's getting all fired up. I'm just saying they were selling those hats at one of the booths. I'll just say. It. I, I get one more word out of him. I want him to hear him say, you lazy. And, and, and to relate to those people who can't cosplay, remember, I got that Toby mask earlier today, and I had nothing. So at least tomorrow, you know, I'll have a mask, but I'm not going to have those that robe, 65 bucks. Mm. Got to get the robe next time, but, you know. Don't let Duke see you in the mask. Who's going to be like, no, nah, it's always like mask everywhere. It's like orange mask with one eye you can see it. It's a, I mean, gosh, it's just one eye everywhere. I mean, the cosplay, they need to step up their level. Gosh, dang. These conventions, mainly, you know, because it's this acceptance and it's somewhere we could just relax and, you know. Enjoy each other. Yeah, enjoy each other. Okay. I'm going to let you guys have that. <laughs> Alfonso has something to say, and it's going to be positive. I was just giving them one point. Oh. Two points. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think we can, uh, you know, I just like that. The final thing I'd like to talk about related to Anime Expo is just the community. And as you guys can see, I felt like there was a disconnect between myself and the overall Anime Expo community. I just gone to Anime Riverside a few weeks uh, previously, and I kind of like the community there. I felt like the community here, boom, it just occurred to me the problem. It was an L.A. community, and I'm sorry to all of our Los Angeles listeners, but y'all take yourselves too seriously, okay? <laughs> and, and I felt like the folks at this convention, you know, I pointed out, like, the art was mediocre, and the cosplay was mediocre, and they didn't have the common decency to run the air conditioner, Right. But but everyone walked around like, oh, my gosh, look at me. I'm so great. Right. And people were bumping into people and people were like rude. And, and I did hear some people say like, oh, my God, I like your cosplay. And I'm like, that person just wearing a stupid mask with a hole in one eye. Right. So but overall. <laughs> Dude, blasphemy, bro. Hey, hey, next next year, bro, on Enemy uh, Expo Instagram page, there's going to be a picture of Duke. We do not want you back in this mug. <laughs> but Don't but overall, <laughs> you know, overall, I think the biggest disconnect for me was just I didn't feel like there was, you know, you guys were talking about like unity and acceptance and everything like that. But, you know, I, I, tell me if, you, if, if, if I'm wrong, but it really feels like there was no connection you know there was like everyone was kind of walking around doing their own thing and you know people uh look too highly upon themselves and their in their uh lazy cosplays yes i use that phrase again but it doesn't count as lazy writing so you can't take a shot um <laughs> yeah i just felt like there was no community there was no unity where i have to say like Anime Riverside. I, I don't want to keep going back to that, but that's the most recent one. It just felt a lot more fun. Even when Anthony had to stand in line for like, you know, like 12 hours, it still felt more fun and it felt like there was more camaraderie than I saw at this convention. So I'm just, I might be wrong, might be completely wrong because I was hot and grouchy, but you know, that's my thought. I'll, I'll let you guys take it from here. 
Yeah, you're wrong. It, Alfie, there, there's much people. That, there was like groups of like six to eight people that are walking around. I mean, there was like a bunch of crowds together within their own little section walking around. Yeah. People still had fun. And let's not forget, like, you may call them crappy cosplay, but remember, they're cosplaying. And there was a time where, like, people cosplay with what they can afford, just like my uh, nephew was saying. So they might not have the money to do a cosplay, but at least they're out there trying to do a cosplay for their own self to make them feel good. You know, so, like, it, it, yeah, it's not spectacular, but, hey, you can't, not everyone can be a spectacular cosplayer. Not everyone can afford it. Not everybody's good at putting stuff together. However, so like my other nephew said, Aunt, is when they're walking around, you could see they make it easy for someone to cosplay their character now. So you don't have to buy the expensive stuff. You can make it look thin material. It's cheaper. You can walk around. You can actually cosplay your favorite character. To them, it's pretty good. Needless to say, what my uh, counterpart says is cheap, cheap cosplay. But for them, someone that can afford it and someone that can wear and be their character for them, it's an emotional for them to be who they want to be and who they love as a character, whether it's cheap or not. The one thing you want to keep in mind too, that, Hey, nice cosplay. That is somebody's meet cute. Those people probably got married. Maybe down the line. That's going to be somebody's story. When I was, when your grandmother and I met, we were at the anime expos. We had to get this guy out of the way. He was being super negative, but <laughs> no, no. I told I met nice this, cosplay. I met this one guy. He really hated anime expo, but he sure loved anime Pasadena. And I met him, and and we go to anime Pasadena every year for anniversary. <laughs> you know, Joel, you're you're right, and I have to agree with you. As much as I felt like. Uh, perhaps people walked around thinking far too highly of themselves. Yeah, I, I give a, I give props to anyone who puts their cosplay together and feels good about themselves. And you know, they only have five bucks to spend on a yeah. Ace Freely hat. You know, that's cool, dude. If they want to do that, so yeah, I agree with you 100 on that. Even though I'm coming across as a complete jabroni, uh, <laughs> I I never want to make someone feel like their cosplay is inferior based on their budget. You know, it's more about their heart. But that being said, if you got the budget, bro, which I know out of 30,000 people in Los Angeles, someone had that budget, them trust fund babies, y'all should have stepped <laughs> your game up. That's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, my nephew's going to look pretty dope in that little one-eyed green mask, homie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's got a little orange sweater to match. Let's go. Number one, Jeans, thank you for sitting through this roller coaster ride uh that is this episode of the nerdbold order broadcast uh but boy thank you for jumping in there um i know that's like what what your your, your dad had been training you your entire life for was to yes, shoot sir. down old man dukes uh so i respect it bro because you came with some fire bro some passionate fire and anthony you know you were just uh you laid you laid down some excellent points bro and i really appreciate it man uh, so thank you to the three of you. But, you know, <laughs> as I stated previously, I'm an old school anime nerd. I don't know much about current anime unless Joe tells me about it. So, Jeans, can you tell us what you're currently watching, what you're enjoying um, on anime? You take as much time as you want, bro. I want to hear about what I should be watching on anime and why. Anime Club, the elite for Tavis now because... 
Yeah, it's about characters out thinking each other and, you know, just try to be at the top. And the main character is, you know, try to stay average the whole time while trying to bring his classmates, you know, to the top. He doesn't really want to be, you know, standing out, but he still wants to help the people around him. So, yeah, so that's kind of the reason why I watch that. Nice. And so what else are you, what are you going to recommend for uh, me to watch and stop being a grumpy old? Um, there's this one I watched recently. It's it's about a hero who's actually switched sides from being, you know, a hero to working with the demon lord. So what's it's it, about him. What's it called? Um, <laughs> yeah, Dukes, let me recommend you an anime and I don't know the name of it. And I said, what? With the guy. And he got the hair. Yeah. yeah. So there's this guy, and um, he's in this corner, right? And that corner is kind of dark. And there's a light to my right. Reveal the kingdom. He kind of wrecked. So the demon lord won't let him join, but her royal elite guards, you know, snuck him in so he could help reveal their kingdom. And we don't know the name of that. <laughs> I've seen a lot. Okay, Google. It's kind of hard to remember. <laughs> okay, Google. Pull up the show about the king who was trying to do some stuff and then other things happen. <laughs> but he's good and uh, I guess he's trying to be bad. <laughs> okay, any other recommendations out there? Uh, there's also Seraph of Then. That one I actually remember. So, okay, it's about a story about how all the adults died from a virus. So after a couple of days, vampires start coming out and kidnap the kids and start using them as cattle. So there's all these orphans and they try to escape the kingdom. The vampires are taking them in. Every single one of them dies except the main character. So it's basically well, COVID, but with vampires. I believe Bella, who's possibly our favorite anime um, fan, which is Amanda's daughter, um, reminds us that the name of that show is Promise Neverland. And um, she enjoys it. She says it's a great show. So that's two votes for Promise Neverland, even though apparently, thanks a lot, Jeans, um, I am likely to die within the first five <laughs> minutes of this show. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to enjoy watching that. And that is why I'm a grumpy old man. Thanks, Jeans. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any other shows you'd like to talk about where I die? Jeans, <laughs> <laughs> like, go ahead and tell me why anime, anime Expo is not that good. Tell me about some of your animes. Have you tried Helsing? Everyone basically dies there, man. <gasps> no, I haven't seen that one either. So, um, you just spoiled it again. It's not a spoiler. Yeah, I know. It's legitimately James. Your new nickname is now Spoiler. Spoiler. Anyone that's not making, dude, uh, his new name's Tom Holland. <laughs> bro, you're Tom Holland, bro. James walked in and said, "I'm the Tom Hollands of this podcast." Yeah, dude. Oh. He's a Tom Holland of anime. Uh, let me just tell you what it's about. <laughs> he doesn't give you the synthesis. He gives you the whole thing. Let me tell you what it's about and how it ends. Thank you to uh, Jeans, whose real name is Andres. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, as well as Anthony. 
and uh, the boy, you know, thank you all three of you for coming on. I think the three of you have helped make this one of the most enjoyable broadcasts that I personally have had in a while, you know, and I believe it or not, as much as I have to express a little disappointment in anime expo and, and their lack of air conditioning. Um, you know, I feel like the, the five of you have definitely given me a lot more perspective and a lot more things that I look at. And I, I think that if I were to go to anime expo next year, now knowing that basically um, it's going to be hella hot and crowded, I think I'd enjoy it a lot more, especially with the perspective that you guys have brought. So, um, Joe and Alfonso, is there anything else you'd like to add to this broadcast before we uh, kick a hole in the speaker, pull the plug, and then jet? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I definitely recommend Promise Neverland, Demon Slayer, uh, you know, Hunter Hunter, uh, Hunter mm -hmm. X Hunter, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I didn't quite finish all of JoJo's because it got a little too bizarre for me. But like the first three, four seasons, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and those are always fun cosplays to see. Uh, Danganronpa, it was, uh, I think it was based off a video game that came out for PSP, PS4 or something. Uh, that was a lot of fun. But that's about all I got for this newer generation stuff. Because mm -hmm. thanks to my daughter, Emma, bringing me into all those. Yeah, don't forget My Shiro Hero. Oh, um, yeah. You also got like Black Clover is pretty good. And One Piece is getting pretty good. And that brings us to the end of this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined.